0: After an eventful day of working their way inside the human capital of Mainstay, the group found themselves invited to a lavish estate of one Lord Ducas. Over the course of the evening, he attempted to recruit his myriad of guests into his service, infiltrating the Arcanum at Mainstay in order to search for his missing niece. One by one, the guests dropped out leaving only the group and one other. With Lord Darkus's hospitality, they spend the night as they have time to mull over their decisions and present their plan in the morning.
1: I'm going to be honest with everyone here. We've come up with a perfectly good alternative to not have Luna join us on this entire expedition into the university. Normally, and he says addressing Luna, I am all for exploring your potential... And seeing where things go, but I think I'm gonna have to side with Kat on this one. I think it best that you stay back until we can arrange a sure, safe way for you to enter. I don't know what anyone else's thoughts are on this matter, but I would feel very uneasy having Luna accompany us.
2: I agree. Luna is a great asset to us. It would be unwise to put her in the proverbial lion's den. She should stay outside of the university with Cad until we can find a safe way to get them inside.
0: I agree. Cad speaks up. As we spoke about, we have options before us. Mick makes the most sense. I don't want to call you bait, I apologize.
3: No offense taken.
0: But it would be better for Luna and I to wait and then come in at the opportune time.
3: And uh, speaking
1: of well, just the nature of this entire thing. We really do need all the help we can get. Rolandier turns looking for, is there like a porter or a servant anywhere near here that could go and fetch Lord Dacus?
0: The steward was uh, outside the room, and so a- as you walk to the doors of the sitting room and peek outside, it's not hard to spot a servant or the steward himself that can do your bidding.
1: Uh, and Rolandier goes to find him. Excuse me, could I ask something of you or of Lord Dacus?
0: Mm, Yes, of course. The Lord's utilities are at your disposal.
1: Great. Well, you see, we have one of our friends. He's not here with us today. We left him outside the walls so he could finish up some business there. Would it be possible for someone from the estate to go and escort him up here? He's a shorter man, Americ, by look.
0: Uh, Why, yes, that would be no troubles. Why don't you just write something down for me? I'll fetch you a pad and pencil. And... We'll be able to send a rider immediately.
1: Great, thank you.
0: He should be here by no later than tomorrow morning.
1: And Rolander goes back to join the group.
4: So, what exactly is the plan once we are in the university?
2: We must first acquire weapons. That is what we are here to do. We will search for anything that will aid in our fight against the final aspect. And then we will search for a way to get Luna and Cad inside. Once inside, we will then find the teleportation circle and use it to transport ourselves to Miralag's aspect. Does anyone have any reservations about this? I want to be clear, because once we are inside the university, the time for debate about our plans will be over.
4: There is a task that I have been given from Yakuda that will ultimately help us in our quest to find weapons I worry that uh, well, we'll see if Lord Dakis has any idea where we can find this gentleman that I am looking for but I worry if we go into the university too soon the, I'm, I might lose my chance to acquire a weapon from Yakuda by completing this favor for her that is my only reservation
1: <sighs> knowing Yakuda I don't assume you are meant to simply converse with this man <laughs> no Alright, well, I don't know that any indiscretion before getting into the university will bode well for us actually getting into the university. So, I don't know. I think that needs to come secondary to our initial goals.
2: I disagree. If Val is saying that he can procure a weapon that will aid in our fight against the final aspect, It is more of a lead than we currently have. Once we are inside the university, can we not simply use the same spell that was once used to spy on me to then spy on whoever it is you are searching for?
4: I don't know anything about him aside from his name. I'm hoping that Lord Dacus might be able to connect me to him, but theoretically, yes, we could attempt to scry.
1: And just so we're clear mark, once we are in the university, Mm. I agree. I simply meant, well, I'll say it all right, murdering someone in broad daylight won't exactly bode well for getting in the university, but once we're in there, we can do as we wish.
2: Very well. Here is what I suggest. Val, well, you may ask Lord Dacus if he knows who this person is or where to find him. But if it distracts too much from our purpose in coming to the university, you may have to carry out this task on your own. And then find some way into the university. The rest of us can go inside and scour for weapons or any other useful items.
4: I think that would suit just fine, given that we are going to have to bring
3: Cad and Luna in outside anyway. And of me, once I'm in the university, how could I best be suited to help the company?
1: You are the key, honestly, to everything. You are the reason why we are being invited in, or at least playing the part. You need to... Be convincing. Put on a show, as you are inclined to do.
3: It would be my pleasure.
2: And you also need to ask about the facilities. Try to find out where they would hold magical items. I am not aware of the layout, but a new student would be able to ask freely, I would imagine.
0: And of course, once we ascertain this information with... Val's ability for seeming and Mick's own inherent shape-shifting. We should be able to ditch those disguises and adopt new ones. Move about as most as we can, undisturbed.
3: We'll call me inconspicuous. I will gather and tell, and I will also find a way for you to... Uh, an entry, a... how do you say? An introduction.
0: If there's nothing else, then, I think I'm going to find whatever room's been assigned to me and retire.
1: Good. Yes... I take it then we are all agreed. And Rolandier pays a uh, particularly long second, staring at Luna, who has been up till this point quite silent on not going. You are all right with this.
0: I said my piece before.
1: All right, then. Cad's right. We should get rest. We have a busy day tomorrow. And Rolandier heads on to bed.
4: As will Vamak. Val uh, would like to find Lord Dacus if he can.
0: Yes. It doesn't take you too long, and it it does require a servant, but that servant quickly returns and asks you to wait for just a few minutes more in the sitting room before Lord Dacus himself comes in, and before we jump into this conversation with Brynir and Mick, are you also in the sitting room, or do you retire or head elsewhere in the estate?
3: I would say that if it wasn't a, if Mick didn't get the picture that it was a private conversation, Mick would be sitting there as well. Kind of off a little bit, but
4: I think Val's pretty casual.
5: Okay, cool. Yeah, Brynir probably when he's not going to bed, but he's just walking about. There's a little balcony. Yeah, he, he'll go out onto the balcony.
0: Ah, my good Valentine. Yes, what could I do for you? And he takes a seat and gives a heavy sigh as he plops himself down on one of these large armchairs.
4: You you mentioned that uh, introductions was something that you could do.
0: Why, yes, of course. Whatever's in my power to uh, assist one such as yourself. Uh, granted, of course, your merry band comes to a uh, favourable conclusion tomorrow morning.
4: I think we'll come to a conclusion that you can be quite pleased with.
0: Wonderful to hear.
4: Are you acquainted with uh, a gentleman called Marsilius Plack? Ah.
0: <laughs> acquainted? Uh, no, no, not not acquainted strictly, but... I know Count Plaque well enough.
4: What do you know about him? Nothing kind. (laughs) Would you care to elaborate?
0: Well, you see, there's a a veritable rumor mill in the king's court, and Count Plaque is basically running it. (laughs) Mm. Whether he's making them up about himself or the others, disparaging names and pursuing slanderous things is practically his pastime. Of course, when he's not trafficking in half-kin or magical children, so the rumors say, at least. As I said, nothing entirely kind, and I would dare not speak out against him in the public sphere, but I can assure you that there's not a single person who doesn't harbor some uncouth thought toward him.
4: Well, that's comforting in a way that I don't think you could ever even begin to understand, mate.
0: No, I don't believe I could.
4: Is he associated with the university at all?
0: I couldn't say for certain, though I'm sure in his repertoire of underhanded dealings the Arcanum has come up once or twice.
4: How quickly could you get me in the same room as him?
0: Ah, now, that would be difficult. You see, Count Plaque is within the King's Court itself. Not every lord and lady that you see walking these fine streets of the upper mains is allowed entrance. Uh, myself of course included in that group of those not entirely permissible. No, that would be reserved for, honestly, Count Plaque's rank, or station, and higher. Even our good Baron, who joined us this evening, wouldn't have had the simple pleasure of being able to stride in uninvited. No, it's, it's quite the political game, and there's a bit of favour to be won and lost before one can come face to face with Count Plaque.
4: Well, perhaps you'd be good enough to teach me how to play this game.
0: Huh. <laughs> Dear boy, that you do this service for me, and I'll be more than happy to. Alright. I, I give you my word. I see the face of my niece once more, and you'll be in the king's court.
4: And if your niece is in a situation in which her face is no longer above ground, what then?
0: Then I'd hope you deemed to word it a bit more delicately as you delivered the news to my wife.
4: Belle just kind of shrugs.
0: I will say, Lord Valentine, there are eggshells galore on every surface that you tread, even in this estate. So I would ask you simply not to hold your tongue, but perhaps curate it a little more closely. Understood. Good. Then if you'll excuse me, I have other matters to attend to before I retire.
4: Thou wilt give him a courtly nod.
0: And Lord Dacus gives a nod back stands and exits is there anything else anyone desires to do before the night ends
3: i was just gonna say that mick uh being in the same room but kind of not in their conversation was listening intently to this even though it might not look like it um and takes note of val's intentions or rather supposed intentions
0: Then, as everyone eventually retires to bed, you find, you know, lavish rooms made up for each and every one of you, servants at your beck and call, and a night goes by quite uneventfully. In the morning, before the sun has barely even risen, there is a great commotion in the center hall, as a, at least according to the steward and the guards, a small emeric man is brought in from outside the city gates and led into the estate. Breakfast is ready and served in the main dining hall, and attendants fetch each and every one of you for your morning meal. Luna and Cad are there. Luna is ready for the day's activities, dressed in her usual garb, and Cad seems to have touched up his disguise a little bit.
4: Oh, (laughs) we're all in disguises, aren't we? Well, some of us are.
1: Rolandier is greeted essentially just as he was, the night before he is uh, more ready now than he was prior and just in manner of not as showy of clothing he's removed some of the more ornate parts of it just to be somewhat more practical in his going into the university still looks presentable but not impractical and he greets the uh doorman with a smile and heads down to breakfast everyone sleep all right
5: Now I'll tell you the truth, I slept like a little baby. It was the most delightful thing until this strange man arrived saying that y'all had made a deal with a count... uh, Barty, Barty,
1: Ah, good to uh, see you. Yes, yes. Chocula Um, or
5: something. And he said that y'all were going into... (laughs) We are going into the university, was my understanding. I just, I don't need the whole deal. I just wanted to understand because it felt like something was arranged and he just said, come, and I figured that you all would have a plan.
1: Well, as luck would have it, there is a plan. And you are deeply involved. So, and Rolander takes a big fork full of egg and whatever else is on his plate.
5: Eat up. Bartholomew starts just really, he's chowing down. So much so that he just gestures over to uh, Rolandier. Says, now don't you forget that pig liver right there. That's got the delectable proteins and vitamins you need for the day. If it's going to be a big one, we won't it.
1: Rolander pushes it a little further away from the rest of the food on his plate.
5: <laughs>
1: Is it safe to assume that by
0: this point, the rest of the party has trickled down? Yeah.
4: Yeah, definitely. Val was very careful to make sure that his disguise was in place before uh, being greeted in the morning, and I think has adopted uh, a lot more of his Elvarette air as far as nobility comes. Like He was warned last night to be a little more proper. And he will put on that show appropriately.
5: As a context question, is my disguise of my own making? Or did Val make that? I was not present for this moment. It would be of your own making. Okay, so it's terrible. Good to know.
4: Oh, yeah. No intent. Well, it, it can be his magic, right?
5: Yeah. Hell. That's fine. That's fine. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that I'm shoveling eggs into my chest.
4: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Sir Jack is also present at the table. Uh, and he points to Bartholomew, and he's like, "All right, lad. Now that's a right little well, one there. I haven't seen one of ye a in of a while. Didn't think I'd ever see one of your kind up
5: this east north. But look, <laughs> I'll be proved wrong again and again. Well, it seems like you, in fact, must be a fine man of quality. The good name is Bartholomew, sir. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Above this delectable meal." I'll repeat to my to you what I said to my friend Relandir here. Make sure you eat that pig liver. It really will give you the stoutness you need for the day.
0: I oh, your right on, lad. If you don't have on that, then you're going to be crashing not halfway through. The name's Jack. Sir Brigand Jack, it's a
5: pleasure to make your acquaintance. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. In fact, I think you might be the most rational, level-headed person that I have ever met in this fair land. And that includes my current companions, You seem like a man of distinction. Now, you wouldn't be surprised
1: now
0: that many a people, many a lad and lassie, they actually say that very same thing about
5: me upon meeting me. I would not be surprised at all, sir. It it is a true honor. And Bartholomew actually stands up, gives him a little bow. He says, now that, sir, is for your courtly ways and gestures. I am truly appreciative.
4: Right.
0: Uh Sir Jack actually kind of just peruses the rest of the group with his gaze and he's like Then have you decided to help then the good old Lardacus and his niece? a little conundrum.
3: Well, we haven't uh, I guess you could say formally told him of our decision, but it looks that way, doesn't it? How about yourself?
0: I I think it'll be best in my interests. Which are? Me interests. <laughs>
3: Excuse me for prying.
0: Lord Dacus at this time actually makes an appearance, uh, catching the tail end of this conversation and sitting at the head of the table. Yes, I would actually be most excited to hear upon your conclusions.
1: Well, we discussed last night, and as we just told the good Sir Jack here, we have agreed to do the job.
0: Very well. I understand it is not an easy thing to accomplish, and I will not pry into the details. I wish not to know. In fact, the less I know, the better. But you'll have ample stay here until midday. At that point, I would kindly ask you to take on with this mission, and waste not in your time.
4: Could you tell us the name of your niece and give us a description of her so that we might be able to find her as quickly as possible?
0: Yes. She's Talik, mostly. Her name is Seton. Chestnut hair. Her skin just a tinge darker than my own. I believe she was favoured in the college of incantation at least that's what her letters wrote home about i couldn't say anything past that the inner workings of the arcanum are uh, yet a mystery to me
4: and how long ago did she enter
0: why she's been there a good a good many months i dare say even a year but it wasn't till a while ago when this incident occurred that things began to get dicey with her communications I feared the worst, and I have given her parents a solemn vow and a promise, one I aim to keep, of making sure that her safety is my utmost
3: responsibility.
4: Well, we'll do our best to uphold your responsibility then, sir.
3: Much appreciated. And Lord Douglas, please, before we leave, um, could you be so good, if you have it at least, some uniforms for the university? um, Or rather... Did they use uniforms? As I said, the less
0: I'm involved, the better. But I believe it is along the lines of Sir Jack here to acquire such uh, privileged items and information. You'll be quite surprised with him. I dare say so even myself. The least tactful men are sometimes the most insightful.
3: Very well, then. Thank you. Oh, Jack, same question for you.
0: Hi, lad. Oh, you have got something for ya, All cooked up last night. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Now, I must say, before I do depart and excuse myself once more, I take it then that I have your promise you will complete this task? Please, simply send for me back here at the conclusion of your mission. And with that, he stands, barely having even taken a mouthful of food, and bids you goodbye before leaving. And that's the last time you see him this day.
4: Um, Would it be possible for us to move the trunk of money from the hotel to Lord Dacus's house? Have we
1: not already? I guess we haven't.
0: You can inquire about a a steward would be able to
5: take care of that.
4: Okay, great. Because I don't want to just leave all that money in the inn.
5: It is a lot of money.
4: It is a lot of money.
5: (laughs) Bartholomew (laughs) is going to ask, really to the group as a whole, but just kind of announcing at the table, says, Nah, I'm not entirely clear on what exactly is our mission. What, what did we just promise to do? And how do we intend to do it?
2: We are looking for the man's niece, and we are going into the college. Mick is going to put it on a disguise and pretend to be an intent user. There's not much else of a plan. Mick will gather information, and we will try to find out what we can.
5: Okay... Not to be the confused one in the bunch here. No one likes to be the kid who doesn't know what's happening in class. But I fail to understand how us having Mick go inside alone.
1: Oh, she won't be alone. We're all accompanying her as the respective interested parties in this newfound intent user's education. Luna and Cad here, they will be, um, well, they won't be accompanying us initially. Our job will be to find a way for them to get in later.
3: Um, excuse me, are you referring to me? He, actually?
1: (gasps) Yeah, I'm sorry, Mick. Slip of the tongue. Yes, of course, you.
3: Not a problem, lad.
1: But anyways,
5: yes. And you, Barty, will also be one of these interested parties, and you will be accompanying us. And we believe this, this is like normal practice, correct? It would not be strange for us to enter the university in this manner.
0: Oh, yeah! Through a mouthful of bacon and eggs, Sir Jack speaks up. Friends and family
5: go through the university
0: all the time. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I mean, not not so much uh, friends and such. But, but, yeah, when you're sending your kid off for who knows how long, y- you might not see him again. I th- apologies to Lord Dacus. Hope you he didn't hear me. But, the point is. It's a big undertaking for a wee lad or lass, and not all have the metal to hang that on their own. All right, uh, uh, this seems like a good plan. Now, and Sir Jack snaps his fingers, and uh, a couple of the attendants come out carrying these trunks. I overheard a little bit in our conversation last night. I wasn't as buzzed as maybe I let on. I can hold my liquor well, I'll assure you, and keep a little head. And then doing such... I thought it would be prudent to go ahead and get little things out of the way, such as these. And the chests are laid upon the table, like plates and platters are just pushed <laughs> aside, clattering together. And he opens them both, and they're full of these dusty uniforms and robes. He's like, no, these aren't perhaps up to date exactly. But when you get inside, you'll probably be needing them. Sort of blending in with the crowd. At least for you, Mickey. And then... The rest of you can just look like concerned citizens and parents to begin with. Hmm.
3: This will do just fine.
0: Now, I also won't be joining the uh, going in. I think I'll be hanging back here with this car and types. I'm more on the, uh, what you call it extraction side of things.
4: How will we get into contact with you when we're ready for extraction?
0: Well, I mean, these two will be here with me as well, won't they? I assume you've all got some way of speaking to each other, and they can relay that to me.
4: Vowel shrug.
0: (laughs) Cad just goes, yes, that's exactly what we'll do.
2: Very well. I see no reason to linger here. We should take our things and go while the day is still young.
1: Yes, quite agree. And having his plate been smashed and pushed out of the way by these large trunks, Rolandia just stands up and grabs one of the uniforms that looks like it would fit him and finds an appropriate place to stow it on his person.
0: As everyone does likewise, these uniforms are a little ratty, dusty, some have holes in them, and they're various shades and colors. They seem to be from different years. I think Mick would probably take the most updated of the lot. And then Mick does Mick go off on their own to... uh, Assume a form out of sight.
3: Um, yeah, I think that that would be safely assumed. Once we're, I'm well. Once I'm out of sight of Sir Jack, I will assume a younger. And what is that form? I still look like Mick does currently, but I have shaved off at least—I would say probably even like fifteen years. So I look like a teenager, fellish man. Stash or no stash. Uh, coming in.
0: Then as everyone moves outside the estate, their things packed and ready, their final preparations made, Luna, Sir Jack, and Cad stay behind and a steward comes up and gives Val a letter He says, this is a letter of introduction. It will get you as far as the university's gates. From there you are on your own.
4: Thank you kindly.
1: And the steward gives a deep bow and goes back inside.
4: Shall sure would be off then.
1: Yes. And one thing that did come up from Bartholomew's questioning that probably would be good to get sorted out is who exactly are we to be interested in mixed attendance of the university? In case we are asked, at least who is the most interested? Perhaps the parent or
5: guardian?
4: Well, do any of us look like? We could feasibly be mixed parents.
5: Now I've got a solution to that. We just say that I am this young strapping young man's guardian found him as a little pup hanging out by the road and I picked him up on my trading, trading ways. I mean, it wouldn't be so strange for me to be wandering around as one of the people from Emera. Uh, Perhaps. And then
2: Relandio and I will continue to assume our positions as bodyguards to Barty and The young Mick.
1: Precisely. Against bandits and whatnot, and it makes sense that traveling around as you would, knowledge of Mick's powers could be discovered readily by wherever they may be, so I think that is a good story.
3: Hmm. Father Barty, it suits you. And what of you two? Perhaps you could be cousins, sisters, uncles? Not sisters, forget what I just (laughs) said. Unless you want to be, I can make it that way.
4: I-I-I don't, um... Um, this is not necessarily a reflection on you, Barty, as a. a you are a very fast and a smooth talker, but do we want you in the lead on this?
5: I assuredly do not know what you mean. When have I ever failed when leading you all into battle? I can't think of a single incident that we have in our canon together that has caused a problem.
2: Barty, you've never been in battle. <laughs> They'll- I will be mixed, father. Bartholomew can be a relative. He's the weird uncle.
4: Yes,
3: an uncle, perhaps. I could be a brother. The Mock. Nothing would make me happier.
5: Actually, you know, now that you bring that up, it does make sense. You have that dour, want to impress father type of attitude, and I think that could y-
4: yes, I, really
5: communicate this. I agree. Uncle is very fitting.
4: Alright, so Vamark is the father, you are the uncle, I am a brother of some kind, and then two bodyguards.
5: That seems very reasonable to me.
4: Alright, well, let us be gone then.
0: The university at Mainstay is not hard to find. You're still in the upper mains as you leave Lord Dacus' estate, but you go even further through the hierarchy of the city. Almost up to that gilded gate where you saw the greatest estates just passed. Not as far, but nearly to that, sits the university on its own, really, kind of a bluff that comes out from the, one of the sides of these mountains and hills that form the backbone of the city. It is an enormous campus, a huge institution, with large domed structures, towers, and walls with battlements and guards. As you reach the main thoroughfare, that then leads to a bridge that will cross the gap onto this bluff, you are stopped by a group of no less than 12 magisters.
4: Val will present the letter of introduction.
0: One of them steps forward and looks at it, kind of peruses the information, and then he looks back up at you and he says, Your name is Cyromechus?
4: That would be my brother.
0: Uh, Which one is that?
3: Uh, He will gesture at Mick and sort of step aside to allow Mick to the front. And Mick steps forward, takes his robe, kind of fans it out, and goes, and here he is. (laughs) You (laughs) (laughs) reign.
0: And what is this? His very own parade?
2: We have come to see the boy off.
0: And you are?
2: I am the boy's father. And
0: these others?
2: We are all the boy's family. His brother his father, his uncle. It does not so much matter. <laughs> what matters is that we care for the boy and we wish to see him off before he is taken to the university forever.
1: And what of
0: these two, he uh, says, indicating Rolandir and Brynir?
1: Yes, says who who is kind of already taking a half step towards the guard as Vamok was explaining. Well, you see we have been in the uncle's service quite some time as he has been about his days traveling and young Ciro has accompanied him on summers and whatnot for many of that and well he's grown to be quite a close close friend much as family we would be remiss to not be able to see him venture through and begin his next journey
0: the magister kind of narrows his eyes at you and then looks to the and says and your name is
2: my name is Cyril Mekis, the II. The boy was named after me.
3: You could just call him Papa. That's what I call him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to make your roll deception, but with that from Mick, I don't think I will anymore. <laughs> he just grumbles and he says, I'll refrain. And he hands you back the scroll. Go inside. An administrator will take you to the necessary orientation. Move along.
5: We go forward past the Magisters.
3: Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say that as soon as we get into just the walls of the university, uh, Mick's going to be on hyper alert, just looking around and just taking in his surroundings.
5: As Bartholomew, upon hearing this interaction, and as they walk past, he just kind of shoulders Mick lightly, and he says, You know, I always wondered why you called Vamak mock Pop Pop. But, uh... Seems to all make sense now.
3: <laughs> I don't call him that to his face, please.
2: <laughs> Both of you quiet down. Show some respect to your elders.
3: <laughs> <ladies>. Yes, Papa. <laughs> and then Mickey kind of like does a little head nod and smiles at Barty.
1: <laughs> Hefty wink.
4: Oh, amazing.
1: And no one's escorting us at this point?
0: No, you're on your own to go across the bridge. But once you do reach you know, the sides of this bluff and the walls and gates and structures of the university tower o- above you once more, there are more magisters that greet you and usher you into a large courtyard that is done up with an immaculate garden. And standing there is what looks to be someone in similar robes to what Mick is wearing, though we're having different colors. Another magister... And then someone who seems to be in a servant role carrying a you know pad of parchment and a slate block to write upon. The person in the robes approaches and says, Welcome! Uh, I assume you, are, you must be a new uh, addition that we were told about. I am. I'm Ciro. And your name? It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name is Milan. Pleasures all mine. I regret to say I won't be accompanying you throughout this introduction. I will be off doing some of the duties, but you see, I'm a student here myself. This is my third year. There's a master on their way. They were just recently informed of your arrival. Uh, I apologize. Uh, Milan turns to Vamok, who they assume is the father, for the uh, inconvenience of that poses, but it will be just a short wait.
2: Very well then perhaps milan you could tell us a bit about the university what are the facilities here
0: well you'll find that uh, your son is well cared for well fed there are facilities for hygiene and for sleeping we're well looked after here and there's an expansive library You'll find the different wings of the colleges offer many uh, exciting instruction opportunities, and the masters and instructors are very hands-on here. And uh, I don't know what you've heard, if anything, regarding rumors and such, but there is no danger at the Arcanum.
2: Is there ample opportunity for the students here to train with weapons and artifacts bound with intent, or is it merely... Personal development.
0: I'm going to have you roll persuasion.
5: (laughs) Pretty blatant there.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) we don't really care about your facilities, but tell us about your weapons.
5: That is the equivalent of asking your child's college professor what exact benefits he's getting from his liberal arts degree.
3: (laughs) That's exactly what it is. That's no, that's more like you're forward.
5: sending the person to get a liberal
0: arts degree and you go there and like, yes, but are there machine guns here that someone could
5: use if they needed them?
3: <laughs> exactly. Hey, if he's exactly. a father,
5: he might be asking out of concern for safety.
3: That's true. Man.
0: Uh, yeah, and there was the event, or the incident. ago. cares. pup cares. Can we get that, that on a t- shirt? I was just about to <laughs> say. <laughs>
2: Vamak uh, got a 21. I don't know why I showed you guys. You can't see it, but I'll show you guys.
0: <laughs> Milan you know, raises their hands like, yes, yes, of course. Our uh, imbument and artificery master, Torvi Tennel, is incredibly uh, adept at such practices, and I assure you that all of those weapons and artifacts and such are carefully contained and maintained.
2: You have said enough. Off with you. And Vamak kind of him away. <laughs>
0: oh, all right then. And Milan just kind of reaches out toward uh, Mick, grabbing at his hand or arm. He's like,
3: it's good to meet you. I hope I see you around. It was very good to meet you too, Milan. Ta-ta.
0: And Milan leaves. You're left alone then with the servant and the magister while you wait for one of the masters to arrive.
1: Vamak, have I ever told you that you just have a way with children? Who the hell is Vamok? Oh, it's this person I like to talk to in my head. He just follows me around. It's actually why I'm such a good bodyguard. He warns me of things, and he kind of looks over his shoulder rather quickly. (laughs) The Magister's like,
0: God's damn crazy. (laughs) (laughs) At this moment, you see someone come into the courtyard wearing these just... Elaborate black robes that seem very plain at first sight, but as they glint in the light, you see that there are intricate, small patterns interwoven throughout them, and some sort of rank on the side. Everyone that notices this individual gives them a certain reverence, and I think it's safe to assume for all of you that this is the aforementioned master. However, he takes quite a while to get to you, he kind of walks in zigzags and swirls and circles and then picks at something and eats a little leaf off of one of the branches of the bushes (laughs) and then finally works his way to you examines the magister quite uh, acutely Uh, the magister just stands there like sweating and looking rather agitated red in the face as this well-dressed man of talic descent kind of puffs up the magister and straightens his robes and adjusts his armaments and armor, and then seems to look at you all with an air of surprise as if he just barely noticed you're standing there and goes, Oh, (laughs) wonderful. My name is Othoropal. I am the master here of incantation. I assume one of you, probably you, and he points at Mick, is a new student that we are to welcome into the university today. Am I correct in this assumption? Guilty. Perfect. Perfect. Then I assume you have many questions as parent and other individuals. He motions to
1: the rest of the band. Family. We're his family. Then he gets a stupid grin on his face. <laughs> now, I
0: regret to inform you that though yes you may all come along for the orientation it will not take long it is just a small tour of our facilities I will have to ask as per order of the magisters believe me I would have it any other way but it is, is it is that your weapons and armaments will be left behind in their care I assume this will not be a problem.
1: Rolander gives a quick look over at Brynir. I don't think so
5: I don't know why you'd be looking at he does. he only has a dagger nobody sees it he doesn't have any armaments either.
4: Yeah, you're the only armed one, dear
1: I mean, you're just the other bodyguard. Then I see no reason why I should not oblige. And he takes off his sword from his belt, hands it over to the Magister with a little hesitancy, but then releases.
0: Wonderful. Magister Rakahir will return your weapon as soon as we are finished. Now, if you'll please follow me, Welcome to the
4: Arcanum.